welcome to the Marvelous Post Blip Podcast, a podcast on all things Marvel on the Fangirl Zone. I'm Sean Fangirl S. I'm Steve. And I'm Avenger Dave. Today we are talking about episode five of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, titled Truth, written by Malcolm Spellman, whom I will never trust again, and Dalen <laughs> Luzon, and directed by Carrie Scoglin. Yeah, I really don't like it. I really don't like that. That bald face lie. I saw his interview dropping all the hints. I'm like, come on, man. At least afterwards, that's what I was saying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't want to see her work with Thor. Stop it. Just yeah. stop. <laughs> nonsense. Really, how are you supposed to trust? Doesn't want to. How are you supposed to trust anything they say? <laughs> Remember, I think it was the Russo brother says the last Avengers episode is not called, what was it called? End mm-hmm. times early. The end or whatever it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> end zone. <laughs> oh, man. I, I don't know what they expect. But I, I'm not bitter, Steve. No, not at all. <laughs> well, Dave, I think we should just go right into initial reactions. You should just finish what you're feeling right now. Yeah. You have talked <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah, really. It might be good for you. <laughs> well, I think I would give myself three and a half or three out of five sad puppy dogs in the rain, because that's how I'm feeling. <laughs> <laughs> I know how you feel, Sam. Yeah, th- this particular episode had a lot of exposition for me and a lot of montages. Kind of reminded me of a CW episode. I mean, really, with the music. The only thing it was missing was some kissing. <laughs> like a couple of the kids that never get together get to kiss. Like, oh boy, if Bucky had kissed Sarah. Oh, oh there was some eyes. So Boom! Yeah. It should have showed that in a post-credit scene. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not flirting with her. Yeah, it wasn't bad, but it left me a little bit of a sad puppy dog in the rain. <laughs> Steve, what do you think? Well, I thought it was definitely one that needed the exposition that we got to get Sam where he is right now. I really do. I think that's true. Visit with Isaiah was enough to give him some doubt and make him really dig deep inside himself to figure out is he actually going to go through with this or not. And we know how it how the outcome <laughs> came out. So I'm glad to see it. And we we kind of tied up all the other loose ends, especially with Zemo. Yeah. We thought we'd got written rid of Walker, but eh, maybe not. <laughs> Guess not. Yeah. <laughs> I knew this was coming ultimately, especially after the last episode, the ending of the last episode. You knew what was coming, but some of it was still unexpected. And there was a lot of times, I guess, in there, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so especially with a certain snap, so to speak. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I liked it and I wanted some more. But like you said, with all of the stuff with Sam, like training, it's like I know I felt like we needed it. But I also kind of wanted it to be like a comic book flip, you know, where it was like super quick like that. Like you just seen it all on like one page. Right. But. I mean, ultimately, yes, I liked it. And I'm really hoping more, 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 more comes out. And the after credit scene, yeah. I was <laughs> like, somebody's gone cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. I was like, all right. He's just a little intense, himself. that's all. <laughs> a little. Okay. Huh. I think somebody needs a nice rest somewhere. Possibly a deep freeze is all I'm thinking. Right. Yeah, because we haven't seen this much outrage since Winter Soldier. Yeah. 
yeah, somebody's a little off the deep end. And I have to say the memes have not disappointed. And I've been sharing a couple with the guys, and especially the uh, Game of Thrones one. It's like, if you have to say yeah. you're Captain America all the time, then you're not. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, yeah. Who would have thought Game of Thrones logic would fit here? Because yes. it's 100%. And I've seen the memes where it's always like Steve Rogers. He's like, hi, I'm Steve Rogers. I'm a kid from Brooklyn and this. I'm everything except I'm Captain America. And every time John Walker's shows up it's like i'm captain america i've got no you're not stop i just want to hear charles dance say that out loud (laughs) (laughs) his voice is just as amazing as carl lumley's such gravitas well our episode recap is as follows sam wilson bucky barnes baron zemo john walker and carly morgenthau must all deal with the fallout of their action Mm -hmm. oh yeah how do you you get there getting the shield back so pretty awesome the episode Kicks off right after the bloodletting of last week's episode. John Walker has run off into an isolation of a warehouse. Great cinematography there. I always like the uh, lights through the single window. Yes. You know, he's still reeling from the death of Battlestar Lamar and his subsequent murder of Flag Smasher in retaliation. You guys know this. I'm a little strange. I was wondering when in the the mid-credit scenes, he's building his own shield. Right. I wonder if he's going to splatter it with a little fake blood oh, <laughs> at the bottom. Too much. Oh, perfect. Too soon. I don't know who's See, really I was evil. thinking, I'm like, look at this guy. He just did this. And he's like, I'm Captain America. And then he's running away. I'm like, you POS. I don't think Captain America would run away. No. No. <laughs> no. So he gets to the point where he sinks to his knees. His dead partner's words are echoing through his head. But when Sam and Bucky find not our cap, Walker composes himself standing up and simply saying, time to go to work. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The two try to stop Walker, encouraging him not to go down a path he knows all too well. But when Sam suggests he give him the shield, Walker takes this all as a tactic, you know, and decides to attack him. This is how it's going to go. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) That's the only way he thinks anyway. Yeah, with the whole, you almost had me. I'm like, "Uh, dude, everything he said is truth. It's like, you can take your your record into account. Just don't do what I think you're going to do. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of a TV trope, too. Oh, this is where this is going? No, but since you're a psycho, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say, too, the up-close on his face, the up-close side view on his face, he looks so much like his dad. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah, he totally does. <laughs> yeah, It was so strange to, to see him. He gets a lot of close-ups, and I, it seems to me that the mask he's wearing is not the mask he's introduced him as Captain America. This one seems to be a little less thick, thinner, form-fitting over his face, except for that little nose-flip thing. Right. But it looks better. It and does. Then, Unless yeah. it was just a weird angle the first time. Right. <laughs> that had to have been the worst angle ever. I mean, the ears. Yeah. And the <laughs> looks nose. like a Volkswagen <laughs> with the doors open. He, he looked like the guy from Up with a mask yeah. on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was a great fight. Great fight. John actually tore Sam's falcon wings off. And he almost killed both him and Bucky a few times. It was close. It was really close. Because he, he had, uh, I don't know, he got his anger management t-shirt on for that fight. He wasn't using it. <laughs> he had his hands around Sam's throat at one point I'm like that's when it would have been perfect for him to hear Battlestar's words in his head like sometimes you're not so great (laughs) it's like you don't think things through it's like this would have been the time and he yeah it would have been great had he like kind of thought that and then like staggered back but then like fought the oh no I'm not going to deal with with any goodness let's just keep going yeah 
He was seeing red and everything yeah. then. If you go back to Captain America and the Winter Soldier, Bucky had Steve down. He was going to choke the life out of him, too. And he just right. didn't give up on him. Call him Bucky. This isn't who you are. We're friends and all that. And it did work. So eventually the, uh, the pair team up where Bucky holds him down and Sam rips the shield away from Walker oh. with a resounding crack. Oh, my God. That part had me cringing. And I did. I totally yelped out of like, yeah. oh, my God. <laughs> I almost wanted to see his arm at a weird angle, though, because Ooh, I'm weird oh, like that. Yeah, I'm surprised I didn't go there. Yeah. So he's been defeated, but not without a cost to the shield and all three of those men. <sighs> okay, before we go on, I couldn't help but squeal a little with the moment when Bucky picks up the shield. Right. Oh, and it's like he's them. holding it. And you have this, the pose, <laughs> the superhero pose happening. And I'm like, no, it has to be Sam. But oh my God, look. <laughs> and I swear to God, and he, he just looks over at me. He's like, really? I'm like, shut up. <laughs> he drops it with a clank too. I'm like, don't drop the shield with a clank. Just put it next to him. <laughs> clank. <laughs> that look of disgust on Bucky's face when he drops it and looks at Sam like, do you see? This is why I said yeah. you can't give it up. I love that moment. And the aftermath of that, it was like, holy cow. We get interesting information that Harley, of course, has gone even deeper into hiding. Because what? We we really thought she was going to be just out there and front and center after we see Walker kill her friend. No. And if she killed Lamar. And I feel like she had some regret there because she never meant to go after him. She really did want to just go after Walker. And at least it would have been more of a fair fight. But well, she killed those security agents earlier. Right. Uh, knowingly. That was premeditated. Now she can't even catch herself. She just acts out. Right. This was where you actually got to see a little of her rage as well. Because she thought she had Walker dead to sights. And all of a sudden, Lamar's there. And she just, wham, kicks him into the... <laughs> Didn't matter. Yeah, that was messed mm. up. I still feel like there's just that tiny bit of regret. But as everything progresses, it's like, oh, maybe not. Maybe yeah. I was really wrong. <laughs> we get Torres back. And he gets to come and talk to, sorry to say Cap. Well, maybe next episode or next season or episode. But he's talking to Sam to tell him that the government has taken jurisdiction over basically everything Flag Smashers. And so yeah, we're grounded. Great. And he looks in the bag. He's like, what's in the bag? It's like, what the heck? <laughs> because he seemed so taken with everything Falcon. And to see the wings, I think he was a little sad puppy dog right there. Like, oh, <laughs> I want to try them. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. And at the same time, Bucky had left to go find Zemo. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. How's this going to end? Yeah, I was worried about Bucky. It's like, after everything we just had with Walker, and Bucky actually being the voice of reason, too, going, I've been down this road. You don't want to go there. Right. I was like, he's going to go back down that road. Holy crap. Yep. <laughs> so Bucky left. Sam's leaving. And Taurus is like, oh, hey, you forgot your broken wings. <laughs> but mm -hmm. all I kept thinking was Mr. Mister, that song. <laughs> I'm horrible. Broken wings. And it was going through my head. It's like, okay, now. <laughs> if they had broken into the wind beneath my wings, <laughs> I would have dropped off the couch. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. And Sam just says, keep him. And it's like, oh, my God, does this mean Falcon is done? It's over? Because then he's going home. It's like, oh, 
what does this mean? Right. And I'm like, wait, uh, this is only the fifth episode. Hold on. Hold yeah. on. <laughs> only the fifth. <laughs> Take a breath. And, and it's early in the episode. So no, no, no. We can't yeah. do that. That would be really weird. Although I don't put anything past Marvel because they've messed with us before. Right. Well, as we said much earlier in our podcast, Torres picks up the wings and becomes Falcon. Yep. Yeah. I keep seeing the pictures of it. So it's like, ooh, it's like, it's not him, but they keep showing the comic book stuff. Right. So, all right. I'm waiting to see some fan art soon. I'm sure we're going to get it. So we go to no longer not our cap, as back in the States, Walker is forced to pay consequences for what he's done. So he is our cap? <laughs> no, he's never our cap. Uh, okay. Uh, he's really not our cap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stripped of all his military ranks and benefits and is livid because he believes he was just doing what he was told, which he always has, and is being punished for following orders. I that thought part, this was really not cool. Wrong. <laughs> right. I thought it was well, really cool though during hearing, and he's like, Can I talk? They're like, We already know what happened. He's like, Can I talk? And you just see his wife looking so distraught. And it's like, she's looking at him like, hold on a second. He, this isn't him. Right. She knows he he's in a lot of pain, stone. too. So it's got to hurt her. Yeah. And stripping him of his benefits? Come on. That's a little yeah. tone deaf. Take the title away and give him a, I would even give him, I don't know, about a three medals of honor. And you're going to strip him of everything, please. That's oh. ridiculous. His pension, benefits, no. Well, but they aren't going to court somebody. Come on. Okay, okay. <laughs> I know. I said, how the world is going to look at you like idiots, no matter what you do, but come on. <laughs> I felt like that was a way to do it, like, for the public. Oh, that's what they were trying, no doubt, but... <laughs> yeah, but it's like, oh, don't worry, we'll still pay you. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Right. Yeah, really. <laughs> so eventually, he gives up and walks out on the hearing. Distraught and confused, Walker and his wife Olivia encounter someone new. What a reveal this was. You have to say it with an accent. (laughs) (laughs) She calls herself Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. Not bad. And it's none other than Julia Louis Dreyfus. (laughs) Okay, Uh, that was unexpected. Yeah, a little purple stripe through her hair, too. Not exactly, I would call that jaw-dropping. Would you call that jaw-dropping? No, not at all. (laughs) No, not at all. I want to know how many people paused and started looking her up, because I Oh, yeah. (laughs) Look, who is this? Oh, you mean uh, the Contessa? Yeah. Yeah. Character, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, of course, the fanboys are going, Thunderbolts! Thunderbolts! DeFontaine tells the walkers she somehow knows John took the serum and that he lost the shield to Sam. Well, she's really connected. I wonder if she's working for uh, Sharon. (laughs) Yeah. Or if Sharon's working for her. Right. And lets them know... If you go into her background. Right. And lets them know that technically... The tool doesn't belong to the government anyway, like we always thought all along. Knows a lot more than she should and basically tells them you're valuable. I can use you and I'll be in touch, but answer the phone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was interesting. And I love the card. He's like, Yeah, it's blank. On it's it. black on one side and white on the other. <laughs> this is the world you're going to be living in, black and white, no gray area. <laughs> right. Except the shield is in a gray area, so it's like, huh. I thought it was interesting just going through all the stuff to find out who she was. Right. And yeah, the whole Thunderbolts thing. It's like, wait, if Thunderbolts is being set up, even though it has not been greenlit, and at some point Hawkeye is going after, it's like, wait, we're, we are getting a Hawkeye show. Yes. So it's like, hmm. 
How about a Young Avengers? Yeah. That would be awesome. All of it's going to come together, maybe. But I thought it was interesting trying to to go over all of it. I'm like, wait a second. She was with Nick Fury. She was Madam Hydra. She was this. She was that. I'm like, holy crap. Yeah. And then ultimately that she was supposed to be introduced originally in in Black Black Widow. Widow. Yeah. So I wonder if we're still going to see her in the Black Widow movie. And it's like they're just going to try to pepper her in here and there before whatever they have set up for her. It'd be great if uh, Black Widow or her sister appeared in the background and go, spoiler alert. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And walk off. (laughs) Yeah, that would be hilarious. I guess Uh, we have to wait about a month. I don't know why these people don't think like me, Steve. I don't don't get it. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Where's her comic touch? So we catch up with Carly, who finds that the DDC outpost where her beloved Doña Madani died has been cleared out because they were harboring fugitives, a.k.a. the Flag Smashers. She's had it. They they clear the place out and they just leave everything behind. Right. At least they should have one of those temporary uh, dumpster things like you see in people's yards full of their stuff. (laughs) See, Steve, I don't know why they don't think like me. You got to get Dave in on the, the writer's room, apparently. I know. I know. Right? They'd make me sit outside the room. Yeah. <laughs> Everything with she's doing that she believes is. Against the door. <laughs> What's that? In, with the glass against oh, the door yes, trying to listen yes. in. <laughs> they bring me in and have to lower the cone of silence or something. <laughs> Fine, what do you got? <laughs> so everything she's been doing and that she believes is for good is being turned against her. And she says it's time for the Flag Smasher to finally act. Great. We find Bucky has easily located Zemo at the Memorial Destruction of Sokovia. Which, I don't uh, think he was trying to hide too much. No, he had hinted. Have you earlier, you know, you guys visit the memorial? No, right. Of course yeah. not. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Telegraphed where he was going. Zemo tells Bucky the only way to stop Carly will be to kill her. And for a second, it seems Bucky might think that it's the only way to stop her. And Zemo, too, but it's not. I tell you, I was sitting watching it, and my wife was in the kitchen. And I'm like, I, <laughs> I do the same thing with sporting events. I'm like, oh my God, he's going to kill her. <laughs> and I could just hear the mm hmm from the other room. <laughs> <That's nice. laughs> Did you see that throw? No. So he turns him over to the Dora Milaje, and Zemo tells him he holds no grudges. He's crossed his name out of Bucky's book. I really like his character. Yeah. He's not a nice guy, but I don't know. He's not uh, dishonest. Has he ever been dishonest? I mean, really? Here and there. Right. (laughs) But mostly he he tells you exactly what he's going to think and do, including if he's going to shoot somebody. Which I thought was kind of weird, actually. It's like there was moments they were playing. I'm like, okay, he's totally going to betray them. Right. And then all of a sudden, like, he shows up with a car. It's like, come on, guys, jump in. I know. (laughs) And then even this, like when he's talking, I swear he was going to do the head tilt thing. (laughs) And when Bucky's holding the gun to him, you see Bucky's hand shaking. And I'm like, oh, is this showing that he's like fighting it? And I thought that was really interesting. And And I really thought. gives him the look like, yeah, go ahead. I'm ready. Shoot me. Yeah, give right. it, he gave him a little nod, like, go ahead. Yeah. And so Bucky wow. pulls the trigger like and I it just goes it. click yeah. and you go, what the? <laughs> and then he has the bullets in his other hand and he just drops them and you go, wow. Which we, which we saw in the trailer. Yeah, that was an awesome moment for him because, yeah, you would think that if there was any Winter Soldier left inside of Bucky, it would have came out right then and there. 
Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And this this next moment is where I'm definitely seeing them trying to set up Thunderbolt. Yeah. Io tells Bucky she'll be taking Zemo to the raft, which is that ocean prison we saw in Captain America Civil War. You don't want to go there, but he, he should probably not come to, to Wakanda for a while, considering uh, what's going on. The White Wolf agrees, but for what he asked for one more favor, which we won't see until later. So what were you thinking about Thunderbolts? Well, I had no idea what Thunderbolts were, so I had to look it up. And Zemo, and apparently there's like two other members that are supposed to be on the raft. And that's how they start planning stuff. And and the Contessa is to <laughs> come into play with the raft, too. Yeah. Like, everything's kind of vague because apparently not a whole lot of people that I was looking at seem to know a whole lot about Thunderbolts, but they're like, wait, this is totally setting it up. But I'm like, wasn't everything setting up in WandaVision, like a whole bunch of people that didn't actually come to fruition. So yeah, well, you, you got your own tinfoil hat theory there that a post credit scene for the last episode will be uh Zemo on the Island seeing his new roomies. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I totally then- see that. And then uh, the Contessa will walk in. <laughs> With really bad shoes, apparently. Yeah. I, I can't help I can't it. I love it. These shoes. boots were not made for walking. <laughs> like, at least somebody has finally pointed out, and I know this is weird, but, okay, I suck walking in heels. It's like I'm a Jewish <laughs> kind of kid. But, like, when you're walking and you're making that much noise, it's like, this is not normal. There's women everywhere that walk, and they're like, I swear to God, they don't make any noise in heels. I'm, like, totally impressed. And then you hear, womp, 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 and she's walking, and then it's like, at least she made a comment about it. I couldn't help it. I thought that was great. <laughs> but we're way past the boot. We are at Isaiah's Truth, which I don't know about you guys. When Sam showed up there, I kind of felt like I knew he had to go there to talk to Isaiah. But I also felt like this could be so emotional for not just Isaiah, but like Sam and Isaiah's grandson, because his grandson is supposedly part of Young Avengers. So it's like, oh, how are these all going to weave into place, too? So we find Sam with the shield in Baltimore headed over to talk to Isaiah. And I love that he he runs into his grandson outside playing basketball. And he's like, where are you going? He's like, talk to your granddad. He's like, hmm. All right. He's out back. I was kind of surprised that he was so willing this time. And I don't know if it's because he's seen what happened with Captain America. And now he's like, well, yeah, maybe you need to talk to him. Well, he didn't bring a white wolf with him this time, too. Right. And we don't know uh, that Isaiah might have, they might have talked it out after those guys left to bring Isaiah down a little bit. He's pretty heated. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> but the story Isaiah tells him about all the other soldiers that were injected with the serum, I'm assuming this is the storyline that happened with, with that book that yeah. we had to talk about, and I forget the name of it now. Yeah, tr- um, Truth, Red, White, and Black. Okay. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's still available. Probably crazy expensive sure. now. Sure. And how they weren't told. And again, this is so very Tuskegee and like everything that they did previously and how he goes on to say how when they were on a mission, they were captured. And Isaiah had heard the higher up say, instead of saving these men, we're just going to blow the POW camp to, quote, cover up the evidence. What? Excuse me? We are not evidence. We are people. So he broke out and he went and took care of it himself and got them all out. And it sounds so similar to what Steve Rogers did in First Avenger, except the aftermath, totally different. Yeah. Now, Steve got home from saving his fellow soldiers and was applauded and had a team then form and kept going. 
But when Isaiah got home, he was imprisoned, tortured, and erased from history. And I'm watching this and I'm like, this is so painful to watch. And I know there's a lot, a lot of people out there who are a lot more affected by it because it's essentially what's happened to black people throughout history, especially if they had some power or intelligence that the government ended up taking and using. And so I thought it was powerful. So I know it was it was like way more for other people. So I was just in awe of the way they played it. Yeah. And I thought they did it. I thought they did it respectfully. Obviously, somebody else may have a different opinion. And I I want to hear that opinion. So make sure you let us know. It kind of reminded but, me of the way soldiers returning from Vietnam were treated, too. Yep. Yes. I mean, he did even talk about, Isaiah talked about the Red Tails. Right. How yeah. they were so celebrated. And then when they came home, there were crosses being burned on their, their front lawn. Because it doesn't matter how many people they saved over there. There still was such hatred in the U.S. at the time. And it's still going on. And yeah. it's so upsetting. He does go on to talk about how they experimented on him for 30 years. It's like, holy crap. How do you not lose your mind in that time, too? And he ends up finding out that his wife had died in that time. They they told his wife that he had died. And she had been writing a ton of letters before that. And they never gave it to him. And a nurse somewhere, which I'm kind of wondering if we're going to get any information on this, took pity on him and helped him fake his own death and eventually gave him the box of letters from his wife. But at time long gone, he can't do anything because she was gone. Now, I also was wondering if somehow he had seen her after, because that's what I don't understand if it's going to play into it. Because if he seen her and she got pregnant while he was being experimented on before he knew, if that's how he could have passed it to his son or daughter, because I'm not sure what she's supposed to have, and then on to his grandchild. Like, I don't know if you guys know any of that. Well, the grandchild, I think, was experimented on with, oh, X-Men. There was an X-Men oh, tie-in. Okay. Right. And then he got so severely wounded that Isaiah had to step in with a blood transfusion. And that okay, turned... so it's not something from, like, being passed down yet. No, no, no. Like, through the blood, no. blood that would have been something that might happen in the future. Okay. At the end of the story, after telling everything about what he's gone through, and he looks at Sam and he's like, they're never going to let a black man be Captain America. And no self-respecting black man would ever want to be. And I don't know how much it was that Sam was hurt by the words or if he was letting it all sink in because he's seen something different than Isaiah. Right. But Isaiah has just been so hurt by everything and betrayed by his own government that I could totally see his side 100 percent. And at that, Sam just kind of leaves and goes back to Louisiana to see his family totally shaken by this. And I have to say that I do like the fact that, which we're going to go into, but his sister seems to know more about what happened. So I don't know if he talked to her a little bit because we kind of get that off screen thing. Well, he says to his sister, uh, what's all the pain and sacrifice for? Right. So you know, I for, just, That's for his generation. He knows what Isaiah went through. And he doesn't blame him at all. Right. Hmm. But he looks at his sister and says, so what's it all for? Yeah, it, it was just a real powerful moment. And the fact that Isaiah didn't even want to see the shield, yeah. I just thought it was really mm. like, this is a lot more telling than what we've seen. So, yeah, I really want to look for that book. I have to 
see where I can find it, if my comic book shop can get it or not, or if it's, like I said, if it's crazy expensive. Take it away, now that I brought us all super down. (laughs) (laughs) Well, back home, Sam finds out the buyer for the family boat dropped out, and now his sister Sarah has even fewer options. He decides to start calling in favors from across the community, and it turns into a Wilson family love fest with people from all over lending a hand. That was awesome. I thought that was great. I want to go to that party. (laughs) And out of nowhere, one of the people happens to be Bucky. Of course. (laughs) Yeah, great entrance there, Bucky. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, how are we going to get this off of there? (laughs) Because he's got two old guys with him. He's like, oh, here, one hand. Super soldier. Yeah. (laughs) Show off, Bucky. (laughs) See that, Sarah? Wink, wink. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, he definitely gave her a how you doing look. How you doing? (laughs) She She just smiled right back at him and like, oh, no. (laughs) He's also got some kind of high-tech box from the Wakandans, that aforementioned favor. But Sam holds off on opening it. For now. For now. Yeah, I love that. Here, I'm just delivering this. Just sign for it, and I'll yeah. be on my way. Really? Really? I know we're going to get to the sign here part. on the dotted line. <laughs> yes. Where he finally opens up the box. I sent to both, while we're doing this, I sent you both a message through uh, Facebook Messenger. Because toys always give away what right. the hero's going to look like. So if you get a chance, peek at that. <laughs> and Because I was wondering, well, okay, well, what's in the box? Right, you know? of course. I want to know what it looks like. Even more so near the end when he finally opens it. So you both you can check Messenger <laughs> while we're doing this, while I'm gabbing away, and you'll see. Spoiler alert for everybody. What's in the box? <laughs> What's in the box? So I thought I had the worst job ever, but now that I'm out of it, yes, that'll go to John Walker. Walker visits the Lamar family to pay his respects and straight up lies to them about the man he killed, telling them the person he murdered was the one who killed Lamar. He's telling everybody that. Yeah. Is, I is, feel is, like he is believing it. That's a little deluded. If that's true, wow. Well, no, I don't still, think so. I I know. He, yeah, he knows that he killed somebody that he shouldn't have killed, and that's just eating away at him. The truth will find a way out, though. Yes, it will. <laughs> well, anyway, he leaves the Lamar family and in their grief and uh, a little more broken than uh, they already were. Who was that? The young woman there was that? Uh, I'm assuming Lamar's sister. Sister, yeah. Okay. And she gave Walker a look. I know. Like, you're lying out your ass. (laughs) Yes. I'm wondering if she watched it and heard him, the guy saying, it wasn't Wasn't me. me. Right. Yeah. Well, the whole world heard that one, right? maybe told her stuff about, sometimes he goes, like, too far. It's not like her parents are going to be on Twitter or something (laughs) to see the video, so I'll believe anything. In the meantime, what's Sharon up to? Speaking of characters you may have forgotten about, short change is always Sharon Carter finally gets another 30 seconds of screen time. She's on the phone with someone speaking French, and the kind of job we'll see, we realize later is Batrock, who teams up with Carly because he wants to kill a falcon. Yeah, so one big happy family. The revelation <laughs> here is that Sharon's broke Batrock out of prison in the first place and is now, for some reason, working against her former Avenger friend. So, and I was thinking about that, unless, unless she's doing deep cover, because why ruin her reputation just for this show? Right. 
or she has gone over to the the dark side and, you know, people could die. I don't know why she want to take that risk. Unless, you know, the deep cover is so important that, uh, you know, there's going to be some broken eggs. What do you guys think? I still am holding out hope that she is not the bad guy and yeah. that it wasn't Bat Rock that she was talking to. Because you couldn't exactly hear your sort of like, it was like that com- or um, Charlie Brown teacher. It's like, bah, bah, bah. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, so I'm going to still like... hold out hope because, I mean, the whole speech that she gave about Aunt Peggy that essentially was Steve Rogers' speech yeah. from the comic books. You know, it's like, you tell the world, move. So I'm like, come on, Sharon. You can't be this person right now. Come on. <laughs> sure does so like I, I'm holding out hope. So maybe you're right. Maybe she's like super deep cover and like, I don't know, the head of shields, whoever, or sword <laughs> or whatever agency is now involved. That's not Hydra is going to be like, all right, girl, you did great. You know, something. Please don't let her be powerful. She could broker. be like Zemo, you know. Right. Uh, is she, Zemo dropped hints all along, too. And so is she, really. I just don't want it to be true. So, yeah. (laughs) I also don't want to pay taxes, but I kind of pay taxes. So, I guess we'll see what happens here. Yeah. And I don't know how they're going to even resolve it right now. I really don't. I know one episode. Yeah. I I mean, I expect the next, you know, the last episode to be at the GRC in New York City for almost the whole episode. But I I figured that if she can break Batrock out of prison, then she can break those guys out, out of the raft. Yeah. That's very true. She may not need Contessa's help. <laughs> yeah. What if she's side by Contessa? side? Yeah. Uh, Wouldn't that be terrible to have Contessa and Sharon team up? There's a post credit uh, scene for you. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are killing me, right? Oh, you know I, that. I don't want it either, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I'll be thinking about this all week. Yeah. Thanks a lot. I will get no sleep. This will be going through my head. Oh, let's go to a little montage of a day of boat repairs and kind of fun, right? Watching the guys work together and Bucky not looking like Mr. Scowly face the whole time. Right. <laughs> yeah, he actually smiled several times in this episode. And you go, we haven't seen that before. It was like, oh, that's sweet. But then I'm almost like, wait, what? Why are you smiling? <laughs> What's going on? We didn't wake up. You woke up on the couch, not a, a queen size bed. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> it would have been hilarious as they pan back. Oh, yeah. Don't flirt with my sister. <laughs> yeah. If you catch my drift. <laughs> so thankfully, yes, he wakes up on the bed or I'm sorry, on the bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are picturing it. <laughs> yes, I am. Uh, anyway, on the couch and he first hears and then gets to see Sam's nephew playing with the shield. It's like, wow, psh, psh, <laughs> like fighting over. Like, it was great. It was so cool watching the kids do it. And Bucky just had this totally sincere smile. Like, this is what he wants to see. Right. And it's just that that moment against Isaiah's beliefs. And you hope that these kids don't know how bad everything was. I'm I'm guessing he didn't tell them Isaiah's story. Right. So it's just like, yes, this is what he wants. He's what he's hoping for. This is the symbol for love and heroism. And it could mean so much to them to see their uncle take up this mantle. And you can call him Uncle Sam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sam. Yeah, that's kind of weird. I almost Too much didn't on like the nose. That. <laughs> yeah. And so Sam and Bucky end up going outside because when the kids see Bucky, they hear 
hurried up and put this the shield away and ran away. It's like, ah! <laughs> like run away. Well, I mean, the one dropped it, then the other one's like, ah, no, run. <laughs> yeah, I know. He puts it away. <laughs> so Sam and Bucky are outside throwing the shield around. And I'm wondering, and I've always wondered this. It's like, okay, is there some kind of like metal bracelet that they wear to get it to come back? Like they're bouncing it off? Because oh, no, it that's, went- that's the nature of the vibranium. Oh, okay. Because it was going back, and when Bucky caught it, it was like nothing. And then when Sam caught it, I thought Sam was going to go flying with it. I was like, <laughs> oh, he's going to grab it. It's going to be like Mjolnir, and he's going to go like, ah! Like off to the side. <laughs> but the first time when it goes right into a tree and just like it's yeah. in there. How old was that tree? Yeah, that's where I went. And then at least the next time you see all these big like, padding things around <laughs> every tree. <laughs> Bucky apologizes to Sam for not understanding what it means to be a black man considering to take up the shield. Because Steve didn't understand either. And the fact that Bucky apologized kind of blew my mind because I just felt like Bucky was one of those people that would like possibly acknowledge, but never really acknowledge. Like, yeah, okay, I was wrong. Not that I know people like that or anything, but and neither could he just because of their whiteness and their own complex personal relationship to what Captain America Mantle was understand what the shield ultimately means. So for Bucky, the shield represented basically the only family he's had for decades. And when Sam turned it in, it hurt because then it's like there's no family left. Right. And this is the moment where I'm like, did he just admit Steve is dead? (laughs) Because he says Steve's gone. And I'm like, is he gone or is he gone? Right. (laughs) But I felt like they were admitting something here, which I'm not liking if he's dead and gone. Well, Malcolm's. I'm sorry, Malcolm Feldman said we'd get an answer in an episode as to Steve's fate. But why should I trust anything he says? Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, we had the long, the bygone era statement from Carly. So yeah, yeah. And you also had Bucky say when Steve told me what he was planning, which I think that was a theory all along that Steve told Bucky, and that's why when he came back, he told Sam, "Go ahead." which still kills me every time I cry. But anyway, um, this whole scene between Sam and Bucky is just so excellent and frank. And it's important because we do see Bucky's growth. And Sam, who I thought was great in this, says, do you want some tough love? And tells him, because he understands, maybe not to the extent, but he understands what Bucky has gone through in regards to PTSD. Hmm. But it's like, listen, you need to be more than just what you are now. It needs to be more than just penance. Making the lives of the people on your list better, rather than just avenging what you think needs to be done when you were the Winter Soldier. And all I kept thinking was that man whose son he killed, right. that he friended. Sure. And I'm like, if we're going to see that next episode, I definitely know I need some tissue. Yeah. <laughs> there is no doubt about that. Well, Sam's not done with frank conversations yet, however, as he and Sarah have a heart-to-heart on the Wilson family fishing boat. Neither she nor Sam want to sell the boat now, but it's beyond just family history on Sam's mind. He tells his sister that though he understands Isaiah's sentiments, he doesn't necessarily agree with them. Sam has decided to be his version of Captain America. And we get a great montage of Sam training (laughs) with the shield and more preparing for whatever is to come. And yeah, that was some... (laughs) That's how I would look trying to catch that thing. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm going to say, wait, you flip around like that? Dang. Okay, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could do that not on purpose, but. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it made me think. Stairs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know what? While he's doing all that flipping and rolling and the air somersaults, does that mean he's not going to have the wings? Because if he didn't, he would need to do that to dodge bullets. He'd have the shield, you know, and in the meantime, when he doesn't have the shield and they're shooting at him, he'd, he'd need to flip, but not right. if he had the wing. Yeah. But, well, and, we you know, so at this point, he didn't know he had the wing. Hmm? I said, at this point, he doesn't well, he have any wing. Yeah, he yeah. left them with Torres. So right. Yeah, just... I know. But in the comics, he does. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, he's preparing so like I... he's only going to have the shield and nothing else. Yeah, yeah. Huh. So is that in... in... It's, I guess it's a, it's not in continuity with what we see with the comics, but not that they haven't done that before, but right, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll just have another question. So Sam's worked through his fears and doubts and decided to be the man Steve Rogers and Bucky Barnes thought he could be. Yay. <laughs> Feel good. High vibes. So as the episode draws to a close, we find out where Sam might be needed first. Turns out that Carly is in New York City, where she's greeted by the <laughs> aforementioned Batrock with some new weapons and a new purpose. Stop at an appending GRC vote, which would displace more refugees. Now, there's some arrogance in that meeting. We get oh, my it. God. Yeah. <laughs> I want, I, oh, guy, I'm like, they're going to show it. and It's going to be some guy that we've seen before that right, was just a yeah. jerk, right? <laughs> but no, it was a whole new jerk. But I'm like, this guy. <laughs> jerks out there. Like, you need to get punched in the face. At least there were some other voices of reason. They're like, we can't just do that. It's like, there's Concept other things. That, Come on. But still, I mean, that guy. Oh, that's all I kept saying. I, I was like, I think I was growling. They're basically growling. <laughs> so even though it seems a little time has passed, the Flag Smashers, once a small group, are now much larger as every single person in the park answers Carly's tandem phone alert whistle calling sign. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't well, think I know. her phone that... sounded quite like that, though. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. Red Sox game alert. Thank you. <laughs> phone muted, and I still get a Red Sox game alert. I know. So, uh, you know, they, see, what was the population of the world? There's 4 billion people out there. That's plenty of recruits. Right. Yeah. So, so Tim, I mean, uh, what Sam... they were doing was just, I, I don't mean Carly, I mean the GRC people. It's like, no, we're going to send people back. It's like, um, they're already settled here and just like get past it at this point. Right. Get them out of the camp and let them go back to their lives and do what they were doing. Can't put 4 billion people in camps, though. Right. That's I'm like, get them out of their camps and let them go back to where they were, what they were doing. Don't be like, we have to send them back. It's like, you know yep. what? I bet you were one of them that was freaking blipped out. And maybe you should have stayed gone. Did you guys uh, go online to see if you'd been blipped out or not? No. There was a website. Oh, yeah, there was a website available. Where you could, uh, I don't know, they just ask you for this information. And then you wait a few seconds to see if you were blipped or not. And I survived. I'm like, oh. <laughs> wow. Anyway. Sam and Torres figure out the location, but not before the Flag Smashers take over the GRC, which sounds like a vitamin store. <laughs> Leaving on a, a bit of a cliffhanger, the episode ends with Sam finally opening up that Wakanda package revealing something left unseen. And as I hinted earlier, if you want to see what it looks like, just oh, yeah. go on the uh, the internet and Google it. And I sent you guys a message on Messenger to see what it looks like. Pretty awesome. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> and, uh, uh, I just question... found I was spared by Thanos, by the way. <laughs> you were what? <laughs> I was spared by Thanos. Thanos. <laughs> so we have to wonder if it's a new Captain America suit or a new set of wings or both. 
Hopefully both. I, it made me think of Wonder Woman when they uh, when they introduced her character. They had to come up with a suit, and that was very Star Spangled. It always been Star Spangled American, and it was obviously American in the comic, but not so in the movies, really. Right. Yeah, and, and they don't give you that. And I, I just wonder, oh, are they going to do that with uh, Sam's new outfit? And it comes from Wakanda. What do they care? You know, unless they say we know where his heart is. What Bucky had to tell him, and what Hasbro says. <laughs> I love that moment, though. It's like when he opens it up and he just looks like I half expected it to be like a glowing light coming out from it. Right. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of new Captain America apparel, a quick uh, mid-credit scene reveals a determined John Walker constructing his own shield. Yuck. Banging it with a hammer, too, reminiscent of some scenes we've seen before. And, and uh, oh, like an Iron Man when he's making his suit. Right. Yeah. Uh, he still thinks he's the true Captain American, and it seems like he's going to get a chance to show, have a showdown with another one. Uh-oh. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Round yeah. two. One of about three stop. rounds, like Godzilla and King Kong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But as he's doing it, I'm just like, yeah, he's gone over the deep end. And for a, a split second, I'm like, wait, remember how at the end of Endgame, the very end credit scene, which wasn't a scene, it was just the sound. It's like, what if they were trying to say it wasn't them building another Iron Man suit? It was, in fact, this and how things are getting so warped. Hmm. I don't, he's not going to be able to get that thing to bounce off of trees and stuff, no, though. No, it's not vibranium. No. There's no, no doubt about that. So <laughs> I hope there's a scene where Sam gets the seal to, to bounce back to him and he and uh, Walker's left no. with his is like 25 feet away, and he's like, ha-ha. <laughs> or it's all bent up. And like, <laughs> yeah, call that a shield? This Mash is a shield. Cap. <laughs> and Sam won't have to say, I'm Captain America. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh. You know, well, Walker will. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. And while well, he was putting his, oh, was it the uh, Medal of Honor? He was yeah. like, putting on there. It's like, yeah, yeah we, we know, dude, calm down. <laughs> Well, he I works. wonder if he'll go completely over the edge or just flip, you know, flip out totally or just get a grip at the final, you know, moments. Somehow, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. That's me tapping my fingers, by the way. Right. When I yeah. think. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good question because it's hard to believe that he's completely an evil person. I mean, he was a soldier and we know what that can do to you. And sometimes you have to do things that deep down in your heart you would never have done on your own. Yeah, they made him. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I mean, I don't think he's evil, but I think that taking the serum and with everything he's gone through has pushed him definitely closer towards Red Skull mindset than Captain America (laughs) mindset. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how far Carly will go then in the last episode. Right. I mean, she's already killed, so. I think she's going to pull back. Think so? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Ultimately, she's going to see something happen to one of her too, friends. I, I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> no, they may deposit her on the raft and then make a withdrawal with a few other people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this finale should be a doozy. We'd um, love to hear your thoughts on each and every episode this season. Go to www.fangirlzone.com and click on the contact link where you will find several ways to contact us via email or through social media. Please review and rate us on iTunes and other platform you use for our podcast with good ratings and reviews. It helps other fans of the show find us because there are plenty of other Marvel podcasts out there. Tell your friends. I hope you're enjoying our podcast. And don't forget to check out the other great, great Fangirl Zone podcasts. 
And like Steve said, you can find us at fangirlzone.com or on Facebook at FGZone, Twitter, FGZ Podcast, Instagram, The Fangirl Zone Podcast, YouTube, The Fangirl Zone, on occasion, Tumblr, The Fangirl Zone Podcast. And I'm so happy that we're here and sad because we only have one more episode. So (laughs) please let us know how you feel. Don't forget to email us, contact us at fangirlzone.com. So for this episode of the Marvelous Post-Blip Podcast, I'm Steve, because if you do, I'll have Carlos cut you up, feed you to the fish. <laughs> I'm Sean Fangirless. Huh, I wonder if I can whistle like that. Ooh. <laughs> and this is Avenger Day. 30 seconds of Sharon Carter is not enough, but I don't have the power to broker her any more screen time. <clears throat> <laughs> There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat. There is nothing wrong with your setting. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the fangirl zone.